This podcast is part of the Product League Club at the UT Dallas. Become a member of the Product League now. Visit www.theproductleague.com for more information. So product management is like raising a baby visage. <laughs> so you want, you want the baby to look good. So the design of the product has to be good. Product management is one of the hottest careers in technology. Product managers are the silent heroes of innovation. I am interested in being a product manager, but what is it that you even do? Product management is a very dynamic role. There really is no typical day. It's been really hard for me to describe what I do for a living, and a lot of people are really confused often. Product management is like a black box. So you know about it, you hear about it, but you don't really know what's inside. You don't know really what it entails. The, The short answer is that product managers build Welcome to the Product League Podcast, the podcast where we explore the exciting world of building and improving products. I'm your host, Visar, and I'm a student at University of Texas at Dallas doing my master's in IT and management with a focus track on digital product management. I've also co-founded a product management club at UT Dallas along with 40 students called the Product League, which this podcast is a part of. Also, I'm very excited for the summer as I'm going to be doing an internship at CBRE as a product management intern. So you can say I'm pretty serious in becoming a product manager and this podcast is a continuation of my journey to become one. As a host, I'm not coming off as a person who really knows things. In this podcast, I am a learner and I will ask all the stupid questions that exist to better prepare for this career path. Along the way, I hope you will learn something new as well. Now, let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled to explain what product management is? Well, you're not alone. Whenever I try to do so myself, I find myself talking all over the place, as a role really has a broad scope. So, in this podcast, we'll explore the reasons why product management defies a simple definition. We'll uncover the complexities that make this role both intriguing and difficult to pin down. So, join me as we embark on a journey to unravel the enigma that is product management. Whether you're a product manager looking to sharpen your skills, you're a student who wants to be a product manager, or just someone curious about this dynamic field, this podcast is your compass for understanding the multifaced world of product management. But before we embark on our journey, if you are a UTD student, I'd like to introduce you to the Product League Club. Join us and let's grow each other into successful product managers. Hey, I am Anisha and I want to become a product manager because innovation excites me. I want to understand and work towards building customer-centric products. I got a chance to meet some very passionate product enthusiasts at the Product League. So if you're looking to find like-minded people along your product journey, then the Product League is definitely the place to be in. Join Anisha, me, and many more aspiring product managers. Visit the website www.theproductleague.com and become a member now. In the very first episode of this podcast, of course, I'm joined by my professor of digital product management, which at the same time is our advisor at the UTD Product League Club. My name is Dr. Vassan Gundhalekar, and I've been an aerospace executive for 30 plus years, 
and I also teach the uh, product management class at UT Dallas. Professor Vasant has an incredible academic and professional experience. As listed on his LinkedIn, and my challenge is to do it all in one breath, here are his academic achievements. Wait, let me take a deep breath. He did his bachelor's in physics and statistics at the University of Bombay, master's in solid-state physics at the University of Bombay, mini-MBA at the Wichita State University, master's in physics at the Wichita State University, PhD in mechanical engineering at the Wichita State University, Harvard Business School, executive education, leading new product development, Thunderbolt School of Global Management, executive leadership program, the Ohio State University, growth leadership program, Duke University, senior executive leadership program. Whew. Okay, I couldn't do it in one breath. I cheated. You have an incredibly rich background in sales, in product management, in aerospace, among others. Uh, so can you tell us your career journey that led you to become a professor of product management? Sure, Visar. So like I mentioned in my introduction, I've been a aerospace executive for 30 plus years, uh, did a variety of roles there. My PhD is in mechanical engineering. Now, as the world changed and internet came about and digital technology started to take off, I needed to diversify. And that's how I got into the digital technologies and digital transformation. And there came a point in time where I felt like I needed to expand my horizons. And the best way sometimes to do that is get into a sales role. So I have been a P&L owner for the last 10 years now, working with a variety of different aerospace customers. And part of that job was to really understand the digital transformation journey a lot of my customers wanted to take. And so it became a great way for me to learn about digital products, digital transformation, upcoming digital technologies. And that's how I really acquired my experience in doing product management, understanding different ways to craft the business case, see what products would be viable for the future. And that's how I gained my expertise in uh, digital product management. And One way to keep distributing that knowledge or imparting that knowledge is by teaching a class. And that's how I became a uh, adjunct professor at UT Dallas. That's awesome. And we're all so happy that you decided to become a professor. Uh, So I took your class and the majority of listeners probably are taking, but maybe they are considering on taking your class. So before we go to what is product management, what is it that you teach in the digital product management class? And why should students aspiring to become product managers should take it? You know, so what I do in the digital product management classes, I cover the entire product life cycle. I start by why product management is important in today's world and why will it uh, stay relevant even in the future. I talk about the roles and responsibilities of a product manager. How do you design a product? How do you uh, develop business cases, sales and marketing? Why aftermarket becomes important once you roll out the product? and How does really a product manager work with variety of different functions? Because there are so many different teams that play a role in product management. So I cover the entire gamut, so to speak, from womb to tomb. And so that's really what I cover in my digital product management class. 
Professor, so I started off this podcast with several people who are product managers explaining how hard it is for them to tell others what do they do, uh, explaining how hard it is to define product management, going straight to the definitions maybe. What is product management and how would you define it to someone new in this field with your words? And I'm sure there are a lot of definitions, but what's your definition of it? Product management is like raising a baby with sorrow. <laughs> so you want, you want the baby to look good. So the design of the product has to be good. You need to have good design team. You want the baby to be smart, so you have to use the right technologies. And then you don't want the baby to grow up and become a menace for the world, right? You want the baby to grow up and become a responsible adult. And so you have to make the product safe and secure so that it doesn't create issues for customers, for people, for this world. And then, of course, you want the baby to also grow up and be successful. So you need you need to make the product very intelligent, sell it, market it properly. And then lastly, you want the baby to stay healthy, right? I mm-hmm. mean, these are all the basic attributes that you want the baby to have as it grows through its own life cycle. So if you want the product to stay healthy, then you have to make sure you keep keep it up to date with the changing world and technology. So to me, product management is like raising a baby. That's the best way to describe it to someone who is new to this concept. I love this analogy. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, the raising a baby is, again, like very general and for people who want to become product managers. But also myself as a student, I've always wondered, yes, I understand the definition, but eight hours in a day, you have to sit in front of the desk, you have to work. What are some key responsibilities that could arise? Is it like going to meetings all the time? Is it working with development? Can you tell us what one, two, three key responsibilities? Because I'm sure beyond that, every company has different responsibilities. Sure. So the key responsibilities is really to uh, manage all aspects of the product, right? So you you have to work with engineering that is designing the product. You have to work with the UI UX team so that your products looks um, very appealing. It's very intuitive for the customers. You are working with the business development teams because you want to start gauging how the market is going to receive your product. And marketing at that point in time also becomes uh, relevant because if you don't market the product correctly, the business development team or the sales guys aren't able to sell it. And then... As the product matures, you want you want the customers to keep wanting more and more of that product. That's when aftermarket comes in. So really, the day in the life of a product manager is dealing with all these different functions. And while doing all this, you have to make sure that the business case for the product is healthy, meaning you're going to keep making profit. You're going to grow the business. And so the financial aspect becomes important. You are you are talking a lot about your product with the customers. You are talking with the internal teams. You are giving briefings to the press. So you name it, and all of that becomes part of the uh, product manager's uh, day, depending on just what events are happening that given day. Are you talking to the engineering team? Are there design issues that you want them to improve? Are you getting the sales team pumped up to go sell the product or are you just marketing a product either in the digital media or in conferences or whatever the marketing plan is? So you are really having getting to work with all these different functions. And that's really what I loved about product management. Even though my PhD is in mechanical engineering, I'm not the type who can just sit at the desk all day long. Yeah. I like <laughs> to go talk to different people and understand their worlds and 
make sure that the product I'm heading is going to stay relevant. So it's really talking to all different types of teams and customers and people and at events and in press briefings. That's really what a product manager does. Mm. And this is, I mean, this already sounds too dynamic as role. And you mentioned all these functions. Of course, there should be a lot of skills. And I know that this question could be broad, but what do you think are the key skills, at least the key ones and qualities for aspiring product managers to have or to work on developing? You're right. One person cannot do it all, right? You cannot have in-depth knowledge of engineering or you cannot have in-depth knowledge of UI UX. You won't have in-depth knowledge of managing the project or become a project manager in life. You won't be able to do all of this. So the best way to describe is you have to become the jack of all trades, but master of none. Mm. Meaning you need to understand all these disciplines somewhat, but you don't need to be an expert in it because that's why all the expert teams are working with you on your product team. Uh, how do you how do you make this happen, right? When you are working with so many different functions, so many different skill sets, uh, I always say that a product manager needs to have sweet tongue, you know, because if you cannot get tongue. people, yes, yeah, that, that's very key we saw in a product manager's role, because if mm. you cannot rally the teams around you and your vision and your product, you're not going to succeed. So you need to be able to, have patience, understand everybody's viewpoints, negotiate where needed, talk in a way that people want to pay attention to what you're saying, be that leader that can take the product to the end zone, right? That's that's really the skills that a product manager should have. Understand the different technical functions, but you don't have to be a master at it. You just need to understand them enough so that you can have relevant conversations with each of these different functions. That's that's interesting. And I really love the, the concept of sweet tongue. Uh, and in some way, uh, I mean, it kind of gives me a pressure to be liked as a product manager, like be likable. Uh, that's an additional pressure that I feel like product managers are having. Um, do you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because what happens is as a product manager, you're not really, I mean, while all of these functions are part of the product team, uh, you have to develop the skill to unify them, rally them around a common cause. So you're leading them by influence and not because they are like direct line reporting into you, right? You're not mm. the direct boss of any of these functions. So you you really have to unify them around a common cause. And if you are able to do that, the product can be really, really very successful because mm. then all of them now have the same end goal, right? That's really what, what you need to do is create a common vision around the product for all these different functions. Mm. And Professor, I want to talk about the challenges. And I mean, as I just said, honestly, for me, uh, maybe being likable is an added pressure, but that's that's a sweet challenge to have. Now, as, you, uh, as I've stated previously several times, I come from a business background. And speaking of a challenge on product management, I like the technical knowledge. And I, I can see myself like not understanding developers and the technical team. So I'm worried about that. So I'm working on getting myself more technical knowledge. But let's clear this for once and for all. Do you need to be technical to be a product manager? Yes and no. And the reason why that answer is vague, Visar, is uh, you need to have some basic understanding of the functions, right? Because you don't want the individual functional teams to come tell you something that can derail your product. So you need to have enough understanding to ask basic questions, uh, 
understand why certain feedback is being given to you and then kind of be able to negotiate to see okay how do you get the schedule back on track or how do you able to how are you going to get the cost back on track so you need to have some basic technical knowledge but like i said earlier you don't need to be a master at it so you don't need to be the technical expert you just need to have enough understanding of the various technical functions and as a product manager the biggest challenge you are going to face going back to the baby analogy right mm. everybody will want to raise that baby their way and so you will need to stay stubborn on the vision but flexible on the details because guess what products can be copied it happens all the time in the market right mm. but the brand name cannot be copied the brands always stay unique and what is a brand brand is nothing but the vision behind the products that the company is doing and so you have to stay stubborn on the vision but you can be flexible on the details as to how do you get to that same finish line through a different way that is mm-hmm. i feel that has been the biggest challenge that i have seen in product development in my career is keeping the team focused towards the common goal the common vision because they all want to have a say in it for right reasons in their own uh, mind but sometimes it may not fit the bigger vision behind the product and so you have to keep steering everybody towards the same finish line and you have to do that without authority right so as a product and manager you have to, have to lead by authority, authority. Correct. yeah <laughs> correct exactly how and is that even possible sweet- it is possible there are many many successful product managers in this world right so yeah, right. it is possible uh, you just have to develop that trust with all these different functions they have to feel like you do lend them a listening ear when they have feedback you are reasonable in approach you are not overly demanding and you are constantly rallying everybody towards a common cause right as a product manager If you think about this your primary job function is to lead the people. Mm-hmm. You, that's what I mean by being stubborn around the vision is leading the people to have that same vision that you do for the product. And the technical details will fall in place once you get people on board once they start trusting you. It's all about leadership, right? As to mm-hmm. how do you how do you take everybody towards that same common goal and while it sounds very difficult trust me we saw in real life it is not because just as much as you want the product to be successful all these functions also want the mm-hmm. product to be successful because the, the guys who developed netflix so the guys who came out with uber guess what those ui ux developers the design team the sales and marketing team the the engineering team behind it the software developers they all feel proud about that product as well right because they all feel like they they developed the software the sales and marketing guys think man we made this happen across the world so they all have a skin in that game right mm-hmm. they have that same level of pride so in while all this sounds very challenging it is not because you just have to be a good leader of the people and you are constantly talking to the people about the idea behind the product and what's important for the product and why is it important and the more you educate the team the more they buy into it the more trust develops and then and you come out with a great successful product so it I sounds onerous but it is not it is not like. right i guess yeah. i'm thinking of a scenario in like a maybe the the average company in which you say something and they say no we're not going to do this so i'm like 
if I don't have authority to tell them this is how we're going to do it, how am I going to do it? But I believe with what you're saying and with my understanding, product management opens up to a new mindset uh, to a company in which all people work together versus who is the boss and who is not. So I guess that's an added value to people who don't want to have like, don't, don't want to boss around, but they want to collaborate with people. Would you yeah. agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. And in fact, the best way to describe a product manager's life, uh, Deep Nishar, who is the vice president of uh, products at LinkedIn, he in one of the events had said this, that a great product manager is the brain of an engineer, the heart of mm. a designer, and the speech of a diplomat. Okay. If, if you do that... <laughs> You don't need direct line authority on anybody, right? You can get convinced to do what you want them to do. Mm -hmm. So I want to do justice to technical people as well, because I might be biased and I might be asking a lot of questions about business to uh, technical and product management. But there are a lot of students who come from a technical background and maybe they they haven't had a chance to be diplomats. They haven't had a chance to communicate and to have those leadership skills. So what would be your tips to those students who are transitioning from a technical background to product management, which requires them to have additional skills in business? So it is a journey, right? You don't become a product manager right out of gate. You have to gain some experience because if you take a look at the, for a lack of a better word, the Zen zone, right? Meaning the the intersection of all different functions, design, business, technology, or customer. So you may have background, your code strength might be in UI, UX uh, mm -hmm. as design, but you don't know much about how to deal with customers or how to deal with business. Well, guess what? You, If you want to be a product manager in life, you have to get out of your comfort zone. You have to become part of those functions. Sometimes you may have to take a lateral move in your career just so that you go learn how to be a good business guy or you have to take a lateral move to go become part of the aftermarket division just so you get to work with the customers and understand what their issues are and how to take care of the customers. You have to develop this experience. And as part of that journey, you will start recognizing what are what things are you able to do naturally and what what are the things that you are going to have to acquire those skills. And in almost all companies, they have a lot of internal um, training that goes into making the product managers as well, right? There are presentation uh, skills training. They put you through, for a lack of a better word, what is called the charm school, right? As to how to talk like a diplomat, where you make the other person feel like that person is the only person that's very important when you're talking to that person. When you, you slowly start developing the skills, and then once you acquire enough mass of those skills, then you get to become the product manager, and you keep having honing those skills, right? You keep getting better at those skills. And then that's really how you become a very, very successful product manager. It is the journey. It doesn't happen overnight. Uh, no technical person will be able to acquire the skills overnight. I'm saying this from my own experience. Uh, in my 30 years, 20 years, I was in, I was doing pure engineering, right? Mm. And uh, I, I used to get few chances here or there to work with the customers and you know, be in front of an audience to talk about the engineering behind the product. But then once I made the conscious decision that this is what I want to do, I removed myself from my engineering comfort zone and I said, okay, I'm going to become a salesperson. 
guess what? The first year was really horrible, right? I mean, I was learning so much uh, that rather than selling, it became like a year of education for me. Mm. But as long as you're learning and you're acquiring those skills, it all plays out. And you need to have that that dedication towards whatever the goal that you're after, right? Mm-hmm. And once you have that dedication, everything else starts to fall in place. And professor, you you said about becoming a successful product manager. So like my my interest is what makes a product manager successful? Because it's such a generalist job. It's not that it does have KPIs. I've read somewhere, I've read everywhere actually that uh, a successful product manager um, is based on how successful the product is. So that's another added pressure to this role. If the product fails, are you a bad product manager? What is the definition of successful product manager? Remember, I talked about this a lot in the class. It's all yeah. about the money, right? It's all about it's all about how how well you are able to grow the business for the company or for your own company if you are going to be part of a startup. But it's all about the money. If you are making lots of uh, if you are bringing in lots of revenue and making lots of profit, obviously that becomes a very easy KPI to say, okay he or she was a very successful product manager but sometimes things don't play out we have all seen this right over and over again in life yahoo was the biggest thing in this world only mm. to be taken over by google at some point in time that doesn't mean that the yahoo team suddenly became stupid overnight it is just that their products didn't stay relevant with the changing world and somebody else kind of came ahead in the race and so to me it also depends then a lot about the company culture sometimes the best education that you get is through a failure rather than success and as long as you are learning from your mistakes learning from your failures you will be all right uh, just because the product didn't well doesn't mean you are a bad product manager it's just that you learned learned a few things because there were some mistakes made along the way and one of my mentors who i who i really truly have always been grateful in my career used to say this to me the biggest thing anybody in this world has to learn is to not touch the hot plate twice mm, when you touch the hot plate the first time you didn't know the plate was hot and you got burned <laughs> and the second time you touch the hot plate then you have to think right like did i not learn from the, the problem is you <laughs> right you know and if you keep touching the hot plate obviously you are not going to stay relevant in any company right so the the issue is when you touch the hot plate you have to kind of think through it why did i touch the hot plate what data did i not have what was i not paying attention to and how do i not repeat that mistake as long as you are doing that there is no such thing as a bad product manager because one way or the other you will figure out a way to become successful in your next venture mm mm-hmm. So although a successful product gives you credibility as a product manager an unsuccessful one does not fail you entirely as a PM Correct. that's important to know. <laughs> Very important to know. Yeah. Awesome. Absolutely. So professor during your class as well uh you held two lectures on what else a product manager should be aware of. Two lectures like 6 hours of all of this. Yeah. And then yeah. you touched points such as project management basics team utilization contracts which i never thought we we were going to talk about that cloud computing cybersecurity among others so i know you say we should just be aware of that but if as students we have a lot of time right should we pursue certifications for example in pretty much all of them should we really spend the time to learn 
for example, get a cloud computing certificate, cybersecurity certificate, all of that to really guarantee success? Or how should we approach this? Because there are a lot of skills. Should we tackle them one by one? Or what's the strategy here for, from your perspective? The If you have the time, right, uh, comes back to there is no alternative to hard work. So more knowledge you gain, the better off you are. And sometimes that knowledge can be exhibited through the certificates that you get. Uh, other times you may decide that I, I'll go after this because it's like a six-hour online certification course and I'll go finish that because that will give you the basic understanding of UI, UX, or it gives me the basic understanding of project management. Do you really need certification for every function? The answer is no. So hmm. this is something that you have to decide, right? Like, okay, how much time do I have? And if it is, if if the certification class uh, is such where you have the time and you can get it done, might as well get it done. But I lay more emphasis on acquiring knowledge rather than certification. If you have if you have completed those online classes and you have good understanding, that's good enough. Because again, as a product manager, you just need to have the basic understanding of all these different functions. Because you will always have a core part, right? It comes back to the either you are a expert in design, you are an expert in business, you are an expert in technology, or you are an expert in customer facing roles. One of these areas you have to be like the expert. I mean, that's where that's where you should be focused on, right? Like, if you mm-hmm. want to, if you want to be in product management, pick one of these areas and really become good at it, and then acquire basic understanding of the remaining functions, right? So, develop one core skill and acquire just basic understanding of the other skills. Okay, and Professor, speaking about the direction, whenever I tell people I want to be product manager, I'm working on becoming a product manager, some of them ask me like, oh, what industry would you like to work on? And I really don't have an answer right now. So I always tell them, I'll see, like whatever happens, happens. I'll see, I'll figure that out. Am I wrong for doing that? Should I identify um, an industry straight away and focus towards that while I'm building myself as a product manager? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You know, uh, you your the goal for students who are graduating, their first goal should be to get that first job, right? Because unless you crack open the door, the journey isn't going to start. So I always coach everybody saying, take the first job that comes your way. And then once you get an entry, keep a very curious mind, speak with as many different functions as possible. To answer your question, you don't have to be specific about the industry. Just get in whatever industry you can and mm-hmm. then just go after it. So, As a, as the advisor of the Product League, uh, why do you suggest aspiring product managers at UTD to join the Product League Club? So the answer to that question, Visar, is if you want to be part of the future, if you want to stay relevant in this world, you have to create the future. And what better way than to be a product leader? And if you want to become a product leader, you want to get into product management, then that's when you should be joining the Product League Club where you get to network with product managers, where you get to hear some war stories, so to speak, about you know what happens in the product management industry, what lessons get learned, what technologies are getting uh, relevant. You know, 
so many of us weren't thinking chat gpt or ai just a few months back and look how much the world has changed if you really want to understand what's going on it's the clubs like the productly club where the speakers will come share their knowledge you will get to network with people who are being product managers or who want to become product managers we can learn so much even from each other right because mm-hmm. now you have True. people with common goal or common vision or common aspiration coming together we have only 24 hours in the day not everybody can be doing the same thing or all the things during those 24 hours and you just get to hear things from each other right mm-hmm. that hey i was on linkedin and i came across this product management uh, group and they were talking about x y and z those are the benefits of a club like productly club and that's why i highly highly encourage students to join such clubs because it's a great way to really expand your horizon expand your understanding so hopefully this podcast viewer hears they hear this and they become members of the uh, of the club This is the end of the interview with Professor Vasant. I hope that by now you are able to understand what product management is and you also know what are the next steps you should take to become a successful one. On my second episode, I'll be joined by Chase Rivera, a senior consultant in Deloitte and also a senior product manager. And we're going to discuss why become product manager. And I always ask him, I'm like, okay, well, like why? And I've had really bad answers. I've had people say, I want to do strategy. And I'm like, okay. Like, Mm -hmm. great. What do you mean by that? And, you know, strategy is unsexy on paper. And there's a lot of strategy (laughs) in product management, but it's not product management, right? Also, Chase is going to share tips on how to better answer that question so that you can step in the doors of companies such as Deloitte, among others. Stay tuned and thank you for listening.